0: You're listening to The Seduced Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about
1: life and experiences that inspire your higher self.
0: Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Cat. Oh, I love the vocals today. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm really, really good. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank That's you. That's good. I'm going to get straight into it today. Tell me. I've got a hot topic to discuss. Okay. Yeah,
1: I'm here for it. Is it, is it The Witcher? <laughs> oh, how good is that shot? I know, I know. We're not plugging anyone, but if they want to pay us, they can.
0: I mean, we can what? like totally just ignore what I was going to talk about and just talk about The Witcher. <laughs> oh, Henry Cavill, <laughs> He's quite good looking at that jawline. Show, isn't he? <laughs> the jawline. The jawline.
1: Wow. Okay, back to, back to the task at hand. So we're not talking about The Witcher, I'm guessing. <laughs> no. Okay.
0: <laughs> so I've been reading a book. I've yes. been reading a book lately and it's called Understanding Modern Spirituality. Okay. Love by, sounds like um, you. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the author's name is Ina Seagull or Seagull, however you pronounce it. And she's brilliant, right? She's teaching me so much. Yeah. But in this book, she talks a little bit on changes. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with change in life, and basically, like the work you're willing to put in and the things you're willing to learn about yourself during changes. And she asked some and interesting. That's all Tupac
1: wanted. He just wanted changes.
0: <laughs> Are you going to wrap it for us? <laughs> I can, but I won't. That was such a good, such a good sign. Yeah, it really was. Oh. Anyway, maybe we can. That's,
1: um... that's a time, you know, that shows you that changes can be good, but go. go. Yes. Okay.
0: So, anyway. In this book, she asks you – the sections of the book where she asks you questions to reflect on yourself and your own personal experiences. So I'm going to read out a couple of questions that really, like, struck me Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, I love these questions. It got me thinking. So then we can have a chat about them. Yeah, okay. okay? So these are the questions she had. These are the questions to ask yourself. What is my willingness to change? Even if this change means giving up what I know – and what I am comfortable with, mm. are you willing to face your fear of something new and the possibility that it may change not only how you think about how you live but also everything around you? So that question, I was like, hmm, my willingness to change. If I go back to the experiences in my life where I've had great changes and some were positive and some were negative and I think back to how I reflected on that and how I chose to behave during those changes and whatnot. And I feel like the growth game there has been like really, really strong, right? Because when you give up everything that you know for something new and a change in your life, I think that's how we grow spiritually and in this world. And so when I think of change, it actually excites me rather than scares me. Have you had any? I love that. What do you think of change, Cass?
1: I definitely think change can – Be a great thing. I've always tended to be a bit emotional around Mm. change. Okay. So I remember even when my brother, my eldest brother got married, I was only 19 years old, but it was a massive change. He was about to, I've, I've known this person for 19 years Mm. of my life, my existence, and he's about to leave the household. Mm. And I remember the night of their wedding, I was so happy, obviously, Mm. but I cried. I remember when I went home, I cried. It was just, That morning of that chapter. Yeah. You know, it was just that little bit of grieving over the chapter that is now gone. Mm. That chapter's closed. Yeah. So with that change comes all these exciting things because then obviously they went on to move to Dubai for a short period of time. Yeah. About two years. I guess that's not that sure, And so with that change of him marrying this person, I then go on a trip to Dubai. Mm. You know, she, my sister-in-law was working for Emirates and he was working in Dubai. And then all the other changes that come along with it, niece and nephew. Yes. You know, all these wonderful things. So change, I feel we shouldn't grasp onto our realities too much because changes are always going to happen. But whether you don't know if it's going to be a good or bad change, the idea is that you said you get excited. I mean, Mm. obviously, if there was a death Mm. of someone close, you wouldn't be excited. But what you can be grateful or happy for is knowing that In that change, there will still be an equal or greater benefit to that. And some people might say, no, there can't be. But truly, there are in all changes, there's always generally something that will come out of the other side, whether it's something for you to learn from or grow from or realise or, yeah, so with change, I tend to be emotional around them, but I also tend to particularly now I'm 38 years old, I grab them yes. by the bowls. It's and opportunity. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So how do you deal with big life changes though? So let's take your current scenario, which it's not a negative, it's a positive, right? So you've entered a relationship with Charlie. So mm. you've gone from being single for a little while to now in a relationship. That's a big change. That's a big change. Right? Like, So how do you deal with that? Is there parts of that you're super comfortable with and other parts that you're like, oh, I'm learning about myself here? Like what what have you noticed? Obviously it's been a
1: absolutely beautiful change mm-hmm. something that I think was I don't want to say long overdue because as you know, I loved my single life yes <laughs> and but the thing is two independent people have come together yeah so Charlie's the same he's still right now it's a Saturday morning, you and I are recording a podcast. Mm -hmm. So that gives Charlie the opportunity to go and train or or do what he has to do. So it's amazing that we're not stuck in each other's pockets, like always needing each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a real easy transition. Mm. So that was truly an amazing change. It was a big change. And you know that from Everyone that can like just congratulated us because he was single for so long. I was single for so long. So it was this amazing, like, Oh my God. It was this big deal. Yeah. To people around us as well. Yes. You know, it's a big change for my parents. They've gained, you know, what my dad would probably consider an extra son, the way Charlie's yes. been helping my dad out with Renault's. And so it was a massive change. And this kind of change didn't need much adjusting because mm. we're so understanding of one another. Mm. When obviously when we do move in together, live together. That next stage that will again take probably take some slight adjusting, I would assume. Yes, because I'm gonna live with a boy (laughs) (laughs) in that friends episode (laughs) where Monica cries, but yeah, I think we'll do really well together then. But that was a happy, that was a very exciting, happy change. Mm. Although I loved being single to me, that was a very, very
0: happy move forward. Definitely. Yeah. If you cast your mind back now, so we've got that that side of the spectrum where it was a positive, happy change. If you cast your mind back to an end of a relationship, any relationship, mm. doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship, could be a friendship relationship, cast your mind back to a, a time where you ended a relationship. And that in itself is a major life change, Mm -hmm. a big shift there. What was, what was kind of going on for you in regards to how you dealt with that? Because now we talked about before, you sometimes get emotional with change. Mm. Do you find that you're emotional with change only when it's loss? Like what did you find in that time?
1: No, no, because there's been, look, there's been relationships where I've lost that I'm like, I'll still grieve that relationship a little bit but I'll move forward positively. Like the one before Charlie, you can honestly say there wouldn't, if we'd gotten together properly, this guy and I, Mm. it wouldn't have been a positive change like Mm. Charlie and I's relationship. Yeah. Quite literally that would have been a change that disrupted my life, yes, because it was a disruptive kind of relationship, yeah. So, yeah. the change that happened when that ended, so closing that kind of chapter, that I see as a very positive change, mm-hmm. even though you remember you were there that night that I cried over. Mm-hmm. It and to me, the crying wasn't even in the loss of the relationship, the crying was a lot in. And correct me if I'm wrong, you Mm. were there. (laughs) I'm going to remember back. It was a lot to do with not understanding, like just not getting how someone could, you know, meh, you know, do things that I wouldn't do. Yes. And also like the waste of time. There was, there was a lot of like, when I was talking to you, there was a lot of like, what, what What a waste of time. How has this happened?
0: Blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, How would you, yeah. How would you kind of see that? change for me I yeah, guess, well, and how I dealt with well yeah
0: I guess like outside of looking in like I think that change for you was also you know with that particular relationship it was like a try again relationship right yeah I love that you laugh about it now <laughs> but it was it was like mm, let's give this another well you know and, and I think the crying and the release of like emotional energy there was really just had a lot to do with the fact of like internally like oh, I let myself go through this again yeah when I knew better You know, if you had to trust maybe a a gut instinct prior to rekindling that relationship, if you trusted the real gut instinct or the first thought that came to your mind, you probably wouldn't have ever entered back into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: maybe a lot of the crying was a lot to do with your relationship to you and how you had – not that you, everything happens for a reason, but potentially thoughts of like how you let yourself down in that Mm -hmm. moment by giving him access again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so maybe that was more so where the emotion release came from. And also from a place of, sometimes we also release emotion when we are faced with an upcoming change. You know, when you know you have to make a decision, you have to make a decision to leave or you have to make a decision to change jobs or you have to make a decision to cut off someone. That like the build-up to that is very emotional because you're aware that you're going to make that change. The other person on the other side has no idea, but you're aware you're going to make that change. So you almost grieve it before it begins. Yes, yes. you know. And it's kind of like
1: when you think about, unfortunately, you know, there's in our lifetimes there's going to be loss of loved ones. Of course. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and people we care about, which is to me, I look at that now like. Like, please, no, no, no no, no, like I don't want that. you, you know, but it, um, unfortunately, it's inevitable. Now, if I was to step into a portal, right, mm-hmm. and it takes me ten years into the future, yeah, and I've lost
0: someone, yep,
1: that I love, yep, you'd be distraught you've You've stepped through a portal and a change has happened drastically. Yeah. You're now in another situation and that person is no longer there.
0: Yep. And that's often what death is like, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. It's instant. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Mm. Then you take into account people that see the change in real time mm-hmm. happening, e.g. someone they love is dying. Yeah. So they know it's inevitable someone, sorry to get really morbid on people, they know it's inevitable and this person is going to pass away. Mm. Those changes are potentially, maybe for some people, a little bit easier to bear Mm. because they can see it coming Mm. it's a change that they can foresee Mm. and this is what my life is going to be like when this person is no longer with me Mm. so what am I going to put into practice to be able to handle that Mm. something happens drastically you're not prepared for it your body goes into a different state obviously because it's drastic it's shock to the system so there's different kinds of changes Mm. and I mean there's situations in my life where I go oof If I had stepped in a portal when I was this age and seen now what I now know, I would be shocked. Yeah. But because things have happened gradually,
0: you know, it's like less of a blow, isn't it? Exactly. That's interesting.
1: I'm still in the same spot. This, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's definitely less of a blow because you can see the things
0: happening. Yeah. Mm. But then I wonder, right? If you're watching someone with an illness, or as you say, like dying, getting to that end of end of life phase, it's like you can prepare yourself, yes, to some degree. But I feel like once a person passes away, like the day that they pass away it's still a shock to your system. Does that make sense? Mm. Even though you know it's coming, you know they were unwell, maybe they were 95 years old, you know what I mean, and they lived a great life and you know it's inevitable as we say. But when the day actually happens, I still feel like your body and energetically there's a big shift in like shock and sadness and mm. I, I still think you feel the same but maybe, not recovery, that's the wrong word, but maybe the aftermath of that is not easier to process but maybe you can bounce back a bit quicker
1: yeah it could also be the type, personality types yeah like I know for me if something happened instantly I'd be like oh like yeah freak out yeah but if I could foresee something I'm going to likely be emotional that whole journey yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. and then just be like
0: that sadness continuing to the yeah. point of well receiving. it's interesting right so I'll talk on a little personal note at the moment. So I have my grandmother. She was the only grandparent I've ever known. And she raised my sister and I when we were kids, like mum and dad went back to work. She raised us pretty much until we went to school. So we're with her Monday to Friday all day. And she has dementia now. So she's in her early eighties and she's had dementia for the past, oh, I'm not really good with timelines, but I would say six, seven years, something like that, where it's first started. And Unfortunately, now she's in a nursing home because it's gotten to that stage where she still remembers us, but her short-term memory is completely shot. So she has no idea, like if you came to visit her today and leave, she wouldn't even remember you were there. So at this point in life, it's really hard because you kind of go, well, this is the decline. This is the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. So you think of a life change, losing someone. This is the beginning of the end. How am I dealing with that? Well, I'm the type of person, Cass, that I had a moment before she went into the nursing home. I had a moment with her where I just absorbed everything and I was in the moment with her having as much conversation as I could back at her house. And we had like, we're out in the garden and I just, I just remember. Kind of pushing her to do things that we used to do when I was a kid, like, you know, we'd pick flowers and do, you know, I was just having this special kind of sentimental time with her before I knew she was going away. Now, she had no idea she was going away to the nursing home. You know, like I said, short term memory, not great. So I just spent a lot of time, took a lot of photos with her. And then once she moved into the nursing home, it sounds really strange. And maybe for some people listening, it might even sound, I don't know, a little bit heartless, but stay with me. Mm. I disconnected from that part of me that was emotional about the change in my Yaya's life that in turn meant a change in my life and instead of feeling all this hurt and emptiness and sadness and everyday worrying about what's it going to be like in the nursing home for her you know has everyone made the right decision instead I just went you know what this is her life path and this is mine Mm. I love her I will go visit her I will do all those things but I cannot grieve for someone that's A, still alive and B, I cannot make it such a huge part of my life that it brings me down because that's the total opposite of what she'd want me to do for starters. But also if we focus too much on staying stuck, like when a change is happening, but you focus too much on being stuck because you don't want that change to happen, you're trying to resist, you yourself become stagnant. So it's kind of like, I kind of learned the art of Not so much letting go, but being more present with myself to go, this is her journey. I'm here to support, but it's not my journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, like I said, that might sound heartless to some people. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a coping mechanism, perhaps, Mm -hmm. but more than that, it's like a universal understanding that everyone has their story here on earth. And you know, what about if we took that? And we used it
1: for breakups. Yep. Instead of going, instead, if I hadn't gone, why did he waste my time? What? Like what? Instead, if I'd gone, that's his life path. Yeah. This is mine. Yeah. I'm going to go and do mine now, you know, because he's clearly not going to be a part of
0: mine. That approach would change your life. (laughs) Absolutely. It would change how you you mourn the relationship. It would change how you think about the person. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you'd have an – interesting take on that person because it would be more about gratitude like you know what you taught me a lot of things and I taught you a lot of things and this was our life this was our life lesson
1: yeah we were supposed to meet short period of time and learn from each other and see you later yeah yeah I I really really like that yeah because I think it's great for people that have a lot of questions or tend to overthink that they can just rest easy and say okay you're in your journey. I'm on mine. Mm. And that's it. I don't need to ask so many questions as to why you were an F-wit, you know? F-wit. You just are because that's your life journey. You are a toxic man because <laughs> that's your life journey.
0: Well, you know what? Because you have lessons to learn and yeah. because you have lessons to teach. Mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not even about our own lessons. It's about what lesson we're giving to someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why some people can be a certain way in one relationship and they would be totally different in another. Exactly you know.
1: 100%. But yeah,
0: I think, look, change now, if we move away from the morbid side of change mm. and like loss of life and stuff, and we just move into changes in your life day to day. Mm. So the people that come and go, the jobs you have and the and and I guess like the way you live at home, like moving house, like any sort of change that you're going mm-hmm. through, I think that sort of change is the spice of life and that excites me. Spice of life. Change is the spice of life. That's what I yeah. think. <laughs> because I feel like, you know, we talk about comfort zones. We talk about things that we're used to in routine. Yeah, there's great power in all those things too. However, if we want to actually develop ourselves or if we just want to experience life from a different perspective, you have to change. Correct. How are you
1: growing if you're not changing? You know? Right. So I don't
0: know. So I'm I'm very much about like change is necessary to live a full life. What do you think?
1: Oh, I agree. Mm. I agree. And the better we can deal with change, I shouldn't say that's deal, but the better we can put it into a positive light and go, oh, this is going to lead to great things because that's how I tend to deal with it. Yeah. Although some things might make me emotional and that's just a characteristic I would say Mm -hmm. of like, oh, and I'll think about it. I know within me good things will happen from it. Yeah. You know? Yep even if it is something that's sad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You have to kind of definitely move through it. But I think I grew up very, I've obviously changed in my twenties, particularly with starting a business, but I think I grew up very not good with change. Yeah. Okay. Like not good at all with it. Like, no, I don't want it because I was happy. I Mm -hmm. was like, I'm happy. I want things to stay
0: exactly as they are. I was naive. I was a child. Can you remember certain moments that you felt that?
1: That I felt completely happy that
0: I didn't want yeah. anything to change? Like, can you think yes. of an example? Yes, I can.
1: So obviously when I was at school, my first year at St. Michael's, I was like, this is the best. I don't want anything to change. And then I also remember Moving into my apartment, so I wasn't a kid anymore then, but I remember the year I moved into my apartment, cold off my wedding, went to Europe, moved into my apartment. That year mm. was so phenomenal. I remember doing a New Year's post on it saying that it was had been the best year ever. But I also remember saying to friends, I'm so scared that something's gonna happen the following year mm. and it won't be as great as the year before. Right. You know, it was almost like I was waiting for the bubble to burst. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't great. Mm. So it's not great. So I think the more you get comfortable with the fact that life changes, mm. things change. Yes. The better yes, you're going to be. I
0: totally you know, agree with
1: that. I've got a friend that recently went through a bit of a tragedy with her partner and you that's one of those situations that, you know, <sighs> the trajectory of where you were going has completely changed mm. now. Mm. It's your, the outlook on, on what's happened. Your outlook has now changed. Yeah. And there's yeah. definitely part of me that thinks, do things happen? Do they just happen to us mm. or are we creating them? Cause I know I feel like we're creating them or I feel like there's some kind of destiny involved that even though you might go down this route, you still might end up in the same position that you were going to be on. Although you've went this way, Mm -hmm. when you could have gone that way, you might still end up in that same position.
0: I do feel that. It's like that concept of what is meant for you will always find its way to you. Yeah, Like you'll always end up doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing, whatever that looks like, whether it's positive or negative. Mm. I think that too. I think we do create the changes in our life to a certain degree, but I also think that sometimes There are things outside of our powers that are a bit more like to do with spirit and universe, things that we have no control over that Mm -hmm. will happen in our lives that we then have to learn from and embrace. And sometimes they're really, really hard things and other times they're really, really positive things to deal with. But I believe that whatever comes your way, you can handle it all. Otherwise, it wouldn't come your way. Does that make sense? I'm a believer of that. And I think maybe that's just an optimistic way of thinking, but some people have been dealt cards in this life where they've had a lot of tragedy and a lot of loss. And I feel like, you know what? Your soul is strong enough to handle that. That It's coming your way for a reason. Yes, there's things you need to learn and whatnot, but I feel like you're more than capable and you have so much to teach others with your experience in this lifetime Mm -hmm. that I feel like the lessons we're given, the situations we've been put in, I don't think it's by accident. No, I think, yeah, we choose a lot of it, and then I think sometimes things come our way that you know would often, you know, it startles you, it shocks you. But I feel like there's reasons for that too. Mm. Does that make sense, Cat?
1: It does make sense. It makes mm. complete sense. Mm. Hmm. So, on that note, mm. how will you handle an unexpected, difficult change if it was to come your way?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. Like I'd like to think. What would Cat do? What would Cat do? Hmm. I'd like to think that if something came up unexpected and it was terrible, I'd like to think that I'd be strong in that moment. I'd like to think that I'd be like, you know what, all these teachings and things that I've learned and the things that I say, I would like to think that they would all come into play where I'd be like, you know what, if I've lost a person or lost something or whatever the scenario is, like this was the way it was meant to be this was their life journey. This is my life journey. You know, I'm glad that I got to know them in the time that I got to know them. And this is the way life is. And I can't change that, right? I'd like to think that I'd be that way where, yeah, of course, I'm going to get emotional. Of course, I'm going to grieve. Of course, I'll be angry and sad and all of those things. But I also believe that if you have a true sense of universe, spirit, soul, self, I think you really understand that This life is just, what's that? What's that analogy that people use? It's like a ripple in the water. It's just, it's a time, it's a place that we're living in right now, but it's not the whole thing, if think, that makes yeah.
1: sense. It's like a um, a ripple in the ocean. Is yes, that like that's what they looks- say,
0: you know. Yeah. And the way you just, you know, you, if you throw a pebble into the water and it just kind of ricochets yeah. and, you know, like that whole concept, like it's just in that part of the water that that happens. Yeah. There's a whole ocean out there that doesn't get affected by that. Do you know what I mean? So I've, I would like to think that that's what I'd kind of hold on to in those times of mm. it's meant to be this way. So on that note, do you believe in the butterfly effect? That one
1: small change or one change somewhere, mm-hmm. like a like a what do they say? A bee, a butterfly landing, can set off a tsunami. Do you believe that one thing can create change in another side of the world? Oh,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I do sometimes, and then other times I'm like, uh, I don't know. I feel like if you look at the way, well, okay, it depends. It depends on how it's broadcasted because if you think about. The things that are on our news. Okay, let's take the news reports, for example. Like we feel emotional and connected to things that we hear about in the news or read about in an article. Sometimes you'll hear about wars going on and and deaths and this, that, the other, and you all of a sudden have this like, oh, that sounds horrible. And, you you know, so that's one way of one change over there has affected other people in a totally different continent. And we don't even know the people on the other side of the world, but we all of a sudden feel for them and stuff like that. Okay, But I don't really know if I completely believe in the concept of the butterfly effect because I'm also of the opinion that, yeah, while one thing that someone does can be a catalyst for change, it can also be a catalyst for for them to stay stagnant too because sometimes people will make a change, like they'll set the intention to make a change but then they don't actually follow through. Mm. So the seed that they planted never really grew. So it's kind of like that concept of the butterfly effect wouldn't work in that scenario. Does that make sense? Am I it making any make, sense?
1: It, yeah, you are making sense. Mm. So last night as we were heading to dinner, I knew the way to get there because mm-hmm. I've been to this restaurant before, back before it got renovated. And for some reason, I don't know why we put on maps because Charlie hadn't been there and is like, oh, let's just see which is the yeah. quickest route. And I, he went to turn down a street and I was like, why are we going down this way? And he goes, oh, this is the way I would have come. And I was like, ah, oh, normally I would have taken Hackney Road yeah. to get into the Botanic. And I was like, okay. So in that moment, my intuition said it, but I didn't speak up on it. Okay. I didn't go, oh, babe, let's let's just go. Anyway, so we end up, because the Illuminate Festival was on, so okay. we end up in this car park, this, I don't know why maps, because I thought, oh, maybe there's a shorter one. You know, I went along with it thinking, oh, maybe there's a, sh- there's a shorter way to the restaurant that I didn't know about. Yet. It led us to this car park and by this point, we're 20 minutes late. And I'm, then we get out of the car and I'm like, no, all the gates are closed here. We need to go back around to the, the original way, I know. We're half an hour late mm. to the restaurant, mm. right? And obviously, it didn't change our mood. We were just a bit antsy to get there. And... We got there, we walked through a crowd that were there for the Illuminate festival. Mm-hmm. Great. At the end of the night, I realized that in that moment, we were still, everyone was doing the degustation experience. So yep. we were still at the same part. Although we'd got in there late, we were still at the same part mm. that everyone else was up to. So we were still where we were supposed to be. Mm. But you look at other things, like there's an extra car in traffic on that direction that wasn't supposed to be there. So you look at, like, who missed the lights, who got home later. You know what I mean? Yes. There's so many different things that I'm like, you know, who would we have seen if we'd gone at the original time? You know, does that make sense? Like, it's just this, I think there's so many what-ifs and directions we can go. But ultimately, I think to some level you're supposed to be Where you are. Where you are. Yeah. But maybe not with a drastic change. You Mm. know what I mean? If someone made a decision that was completely against the person they are, Mm -hmm. what intuition is telling them, Mm -hmm. they made a decision that was out of character. It's to marry the wrong man or to, you know. Whatever, yeah. I feel that is when people shift into a reality they're not supposed to be in. hmm and there can be a tumble-on effect of that mm. and they're going to know it sooner or later. But ultimately I still think that they do loop back around to points where they're supposed to be, like
0: yeah. sliding doors. And it's just a timing thing, isn't it? Mm. Because you can enter relationships with people or scenarios where you're not 100% comfortable with what you're in but you're kind of like, oh, I'm here so i just got to make the most of it. And you can be in those situations for 20 years yeah. until you come out of that and it's like, whoa, okay. This should have made what, that change sooner. You know, but I don't know, Cass, because I, I love everything that you're saying and I vibe with what you're saying. And then on the other side, I'm just like, but I don't know if you made that poor decision in, you know, when you reflect back, you look at it as a poor decision. I still believe it's where you're meant to be. To be, yeah. That's where the, my concept of, you know, I just feel like there's a reason why you've been put into that change and there's a reason why you didn't trust your intuition at that point. Is it just to Mm -hmm. later on learn that you need to trust your intuition? Was that as simple as what the lesson was? Or, you know, we learn so much from people and things around us, from the jobs we keep and the conversations we have. And I just think there's too much knowledge to gain, even from the worst situations in your life, Mm
1: -hmm. for them
0: to just be dismissed as ah waste of time or, oh, that wasn't meant for me. I don't even know why I bothered. Like everything I don't know, everything's meant to be. You were meant to be in that moment. That's what I believe. Mm. But mm, if it's interesting. Have you ever changed something in your life and then wished that you hadn't? Has there ever been a situation like that? Have I ever have changed it? something in my life and then I wish I hadn't?
1: No. No? No, I think I can positively say no.
0: I think I've,
1: yeah, I think I'm pretty happy with all the changes yeah. I've made. Yeah, no, that's good. That's How about you?
0: I think so. Like, I think I am. I reckon I... Maybe there's certain relationships with people, not so much romantic, but just like friends and stuff like friends of family. There's probably certain relationships with people that I look back on and I think, uh, oh, could have done better there. Probably should have done better there. <laughs> well, we're all going to have those thoughts. You know, like I definitely think that like there's some changes that happened in life that I kind of look back now and think, oh, I kind of wish that change didn't happen. I know why it did. I'm aware of the lesson there. But, you know, I wonder what life was, would be like if it didn't happen that way. You ever have those thoughts? Interesting. Like, mm, you know what? That's, well, okay. If I look at my four-year
1: relationship mm-hmm. with the guy I was engaged to, yeah. there has been a couple of points where I've gone, shit, can you imagine I didn't waste four and a half years with him? But then I think to myself, I don't think I'd be where I am. Yeah. Like I think I'd actually be or maybe I would have looped back to here. Mm. Maybe there would have been another relationship that then wasted my time. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I say wasted
0: time. Wasted my time. <laughs> uh, this is, but that wasn't right for you. But yeah,
1: but yeah, that has been a thought where I've been. I've said to myself, "Oh, that was that was a waste of my like early twenties. Mm. You know, the time when you should really be having the most fun and." But maybe it was supposed to happen because maybe if it hadn't been him, maybe I would have met someone else, married someone else. And you know what I mean? And then you
0: just, I don't know. I know. This is getting deep. Oh, I like it though. Yeah. I like it though. All right, let's bring it back to like surface level conversation for a while. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm thinking about, as we're talking, I'm thinking about a big change that happens. Well, yeah, it happened now many, many years ago. But the change of moving out of home and living with Luke was a big one for me. That was a big moment in time where it was like, oh, I'm growing up and it's yeah. like moving out of the family home. And it wasn't in the circumstances that I thought it would be. Like I thought in my head that i probably just move out when I'm married. Mm. i right? probably like aim to get married and buy a house and move out. Like us good Italian girls are supposed to. <laughs> well you're great. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I guess that's just what was kind of instilled in me. Yeah. But, you know, we're absolutely get I married get married and you move out, you know? Mm. So we were definitely not married when we moved out. And I was probably only about a year into the relationship This with Luke. is
1: brand new information.
0: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Something you didn't know about me? No. Yeah. So, like, we were, yeah, literally together for like a year. Look, in saying that, I'd known Luke since I was – f- I first met Luke when I was 14. Okay. So there was like a friendship that was built there. Then friendship circles, like ran together for a few years and we lost contact, then came back into contact. So he's been a figure in my life for like ever, right? However, he wasn't a figure in my parents' life forever. So after a year of us dating, I'm like, see you guys, I'm moving out. And they were like, what? (laughs) I think my dad was like, cool, good for you. And my mum was like, absolutely not. Like you're staying home. (laughs) But you know what? Circumstances, without getting into all the nitty-gritty details, circumstances in his life changed. Circumstances in my life were different. And it just made sense to move in together. Mm. But it was a huge change. I remember the effects that it had not only on me but everyone around me, my sister, my mum, my dad. Like it changed the whole family dynamics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like our daughter was leaving the house, which is like a big thing. But then I was leaving behind my sister. You know what I mean? Who we've always been close, Rosie and I. And I remember that feeling of like, this is sad. This is a bit sad, mm. but also I knew I had to do it. I knew at that moment was the right time for Luke and I to be together and work out, well, can we live together and can we make this happen long term? Yes or no? So it's wow. interesting how change not only affects you, but everyone else. Yes. Pebble. Yeah. It's that ripple effect. It's that, is that the a butterfly bit. effect that we'll talk about or not really? Not so no, much, not no, so much, no, no. So it's, yeah, it was, and look. With change, yes, you are afraid. Like, you're worried about, oh, what's it going to be like? Like, you've never done this before. I've never moved in with someone else, lived with the same three people my whole life. And I'm, you know, about to start a new chapter with someone else. Like, it was a big deal. And obviously, not being married. And look, my parents aren't super old school traditional. However, like I said, even I believed that I'd be married when I move out. So it was a big shock. Yeah. It was a big shock for them too. Mm -hmm. And I remember mum being. I think mum took it the hardest, to be honest. I remember Aww. packing my stuff and doing a few car loads. Luke had a place at that time, so I was moving in with him. And, yeah, I think there was elements there where she didn't talk to me for a little bit. Like, <laughs> I love I love Capricorn mums, like trying to process their emotions so they just, like, stay away while they do that because they don't know how to deal with that
1: <laughs> That is really funny because my <laughs> Capricorn mother – When I was moving out into my apartment, although they knew they knew I was ready for that chapter, yeah, you know, I'd called off my engagement, yeah, my business was growing, yeah, I went to Europe. It Mm -hmm. It was time to get out. Mm -hmm. So Dad was like, he understood, he got it. He just wanted to make sure the place was safe. My Capricorn mother, you're going to laugh at this. (laughs) On the night I'm leaving, my my stuff is all packed in my car, yeah. See you later, Ma. Had dinner with them. See you later. Well, Cassandra, just stay here another night. (laughs) Just stay here. And I was like, I'm paying my mortgage already. What do you mean stay here another night? I was was like, are you crazy? I was like, let go of me. I'm going. Can you, can you release me from your, from your hug? Okay. And then, and then the whole reversing out of the driveway and you see the look in her eye, like, She's she's waiting until I'm completely out of the eyesight for her to even go back inside. It's a big deal for them. Yeah. So yours was just pissed off. Mine was just probably crying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, if I look back on that time of life, I was probably twenty-four. Mm. Again, I'm not good with age. I was probably 23 maybe even when I moved out. Yeah, that's young. That's very young, Yeah, right? no wonder she was pissed off. And Luke and I didn't really have like established careers or anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she's kind like, what of like, are you doing? Yeah, Mom's like, I didn't raise you this way. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah. She's
1: like, my daughter's throwing her life away. Who yeah. <laughs> oh, is this guy she's been with for a year?
0: Yeah, but so, you know, it you all know, panned out. <laughs> oh Well, lucky, thank God. Otherwise, my mum should be the first to be like, I told you so yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't no but it's it's funny because when I think about even that like that big change of yeah you've moved out but also like oh shit how are we how are we going to pay a mortgage and how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that and I remember when we bought our first home together as well when Luke sold the house he had and we bought one together it was like this real big moment of like oh <gasps> wow I have a debt for the next 30 years <laughs> it was like you know just there was a lot a to process change. isn't it right but you got to just go with a it 20 past. 23 24 yeah I reckon I was 24 when we bought our plates yeah you're like what are these numbers yeah.
1: <laughs> literally <laughs> you, Luke, you got this covered or no because <laughs> I don't want my life to change dramatically no do I have to find someone
0: else to help with this or how does it work
1: <laughs> oh wow I think one of the biggest takeaways you have mentioned today was that ability to see someone's life path and to see your own for what it is. Yeah. To, if you're faced with a change, mm-hmm. a big change that you're potentially not ready for, not prepared for, is to see it as, okay, well, this is my life path. But to also if I can add my input mm. to also see that something positive will always come through these changes. Yeah. So to, to flow like water. Flow your mind. <laughs> Isn't that what Jackie Chan? No, not Jackie Chan, the other one, Bruce Lee says. Let I your water. Be like what let your mind be like water. Charlie's been saying it lately. <laughs> let
0: your mind <laughs> You have to go with the flow. Flow. You have to. Yeah. You have to go with it. Energetic tide, as I like yeah. to call it. You just have to. And, and you know, like if, I said, Tupac wanted changes.
1: So if we take some of his advice and a bit of a bit of Bruce Lee's advice,
0: changing is good. I think after this we should record you yeah. rapping Tupac <laughs> songs and put it on the story.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, change. It's always going to happen in life and the best thing we can do is change ourselves to flow through and have the ability to adapt to those changes that's
0: right that's exactly right and we're all adaptable that's something that I don't think we're often taught about ourselves like you are meant to change and evolve and that's who we are as human beings and that's Mm -hmm. how we connect and that's how and you've probably heard me say this before in podcasts but it's like We have to go through everything to experience the highs and lows, to then appreciate the things that we have and learn and teach things and carry on for the next generations. And I feel like change is, like I say, change is the spice of life. It can be really hot to handle sometimes and other times can be you know quite bitter and and then other times you'll be like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me and I love this flavor mm-hmm. and let's keep going with it mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of like you have to experience it otherwise you just stay the same yeah and what's the point of life if we're just stuck yeah you know It's all about empowering, cats. Change is empowering. And I think once people, you know, once you actually learn that about yourself and how much you can actually grow in scenarios that you thought or would have thought I'd never be able to handle and once you Mm -hmm. actually accomplish handling a scenario and change like that, oh, it's just onwards and upwards. Mm. That's very, very true. Mm. And on that note. On that note, guys, onwards (laughs) and upwards with your ratings on our Spotify (laughs) and Apple Five
1: stars. Thank you very much. (laughs) I love that. We want to see a positive change there. Actually, it just continues. Just continues, doesn't it? Yeah, which is really nice. So, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Mm. Thank you. We look forward to chatting with you next time. Chat then. Bye.